You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? What is going on <laughs> with you? This is the movie show. Of course, right here on your favorite ORSPS. And we are currently doing a Guy Ritchie marathon. Yeah. I'm Sash. My name's Ryan. And today we are looking at Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes. 2009. Yes. Because there's many Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, there are. Sh there's many. Oh. When I had to think about the story and the plot and what happened, I was like, oh, wait, that, that was a loner Holmes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that, there's no, now there's a loner Holmes. Because there's like chemicals and explosions yes. involved. So I'm like, wait, wasn't that. <laughs> oh, what yeah. Are we talk yeah, no. So this was a 2009 film, yeah. which honestly, uh, we we this film was so good from like every. But anyway, we'll get it. It was great. At, at this film was good. When last week in our show, we tried to put our Guy Ritchie or all the Guy Ritchie films in like a, a list of top to bottom. And literally we said that the Sherlock Holmes films, are, they, they're in a category of their own. It's a sub movie. Sub, and I've, sub, yeah. sub, uh, sub Guy Ritchie marathon. It really is. You know what? I also think the difference though with this film is, is it's one of, it was actually the first film that Guy Ritchie didn't write. So it was the first film, obviously there's been others now, but hmm. back then in 2009, this was the first film that he didn't Probably write the script. best, not written by Guy Ritchie, but produced, uh, but directed yes. by Guy Ritchie. Because for me, Aladdin, I'd say it was the hmm. same, but yeah, for me, Aladdin wasn't hmm. as, no, this one was hmm. insane. Hmm. It honestly was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this Guy Ritchie wasn't like, yo, I want to make a Sherlock Holmes film. That wasn't the case. What happened was the film production company had written, they'd actually gotten five different writers together and had written the script. And they then were looking for a director who would basically, they were looking for someone because Sherlock Holmes is set in London. They were looking for someone who would almost do justice to the story and the setting of the story and they couldn't think of any other better director than Guy Ritchie who literally has the aim of showing London throughout the years because if you look at most of Guy Ritchie's films they're all set in London or some part of the UK at different time frames different time zones he's showing off different types of yeah. people so he's like very culture driven from mm. a, a London perspective so they were like him we are going with him and then i know that he originally was like that's cool i'll join on the project however i don't want any of the sherlock home cliches to come in so like he didn't want the word elementary to be used he didn't want there, there was a lot of like normal because a lot of sherlock home adaptations had already been made before 2009 and he didn't want all of that to to like cloud his vision for the film so they said okay cool so he actually visioned a very young actor for Sherlock Holmes and when they said let Robert Downey Jr. do it he was like mm -mm, I don't he's too old I want a, a young guy and they'd even cast Rachel McAdams as Irene Adler because of so she was very young and they cast her before they actually cast Sherlock because they were going with this young Sherlock, all of that. But then what happened was when Robert Downey Jr. came for the audition, Guy Ritchie was like, 
two seconds in and he was like, yeah, no, this is definitely my Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> so he, he took him on and they were slightly concerned between the age difference between Rachel McAdams and Robert Downey Jr. Mm. But I personally, that never crossed my mind once, honestly. And Robert Downey Jr. still assured Guy and said, don't worry, the, the, the chemistry on screen, you, people won't be like, oh, she's so young, pedophile type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then also Jude Law, was someone that Guy Ritchie wanted on the film. But then he also was like, he didn't really want to do it. And then Robert Downey Jr. convinced him, but he did say that he wanted Watson to have a, a lot more like, he wanted the character to be more raw. Like, not this like little doctor running around chasing Sherlock yeah. Holmes. So they, and he said it was quite cool because they were actually able to go deeper into his military background because he was part of the army. That was where Watson came from. So yeah. he was a lot like... Mina in in this film. If you look at the different Sherlock Holmes that that has been made, the different series in that, uh, like the series um, Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. yeah. Uh, the doc Doctor Watson is more like this, but clum clumsy. Yeah. Where this one, and then also the Elona Holmes Doctor Watson is more mature, like almost with his brother, par with his brother type of thing. Well, no, Doctor Watson's that's not Doctor Watson. That's Not the Sherlock, Watson, Watson. That's Sherlock's yeah. brother. Oh, yes. Mycroft. Yes. Watson was that's released at the end of... Yeah, well, that's not released. What I was saying, he was revealed at the end of Enola Holmes 2. Yeah. Remember when he gets a knock on the door? Oh, yes. That's going to be Watson. Okay, so yes. I've, got, I've confused He was the, the guy that played... He was in Yesterday. You know the, the guy in Yesterday? Yes. He's going to be yes. Watson if they make another Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes. But I almost get the same feel uh, because... In in this one, they the the partnership right with the what's like, and the brother yes in Enola Holmes, they almost like uh, well I suppose that they would be on the same yeah. sort of level. Mycroft isn't yet in, so there's two characters that that didn't come into this film. Um, one did sort of, but you never actually saw his face. That's Moriarty. So Moriarty is the guy that hired Irene Adler. How many other because. I think I saw an earlier sh uh, Sherlock Holmes, like a much older Sherlock Holmes. I, I, I don't know if it was older before this, but w w what other movies or series were, was done before this of like a Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because like this was 2009. Yeah. And then after this, like a whole lot of Sherlock Holmes like sort of yeah. exploded. I don't know about the series. I don't know if that came out after this. Obviously, the series had the hmm. series was very based on the original books. The film was more, it had elements from the different books, but it was more, um, it was more like an original. It was made for a film. It was, it was yeah. the first proper like film adaptation of Sherlock Holmes that also really, really, really did well. But in this one, so Moriarty is, um, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, like arch enemy type of thing. Like right. he's, he's Sherlock Holmes in a bad way type of thing. And he, I don't know if you picked it up, but you know the guy, the faceless guy in this film? Yeah. That was Moriarty. Right. So he hired Irene Adler in this one. The other person you, who you don't see in this film is Mycroft, which is obviously Sherlock's older brother. But he then comes in into the... There was a second a sequel made after this, and yeah. they bring in both. So you see Moriarty's face, and you see Mycroft for the first time. And then the other person that I enjoyed a lot was Inspector Lestrade, who was played by Eddie Marson. Mm. And he often acts in um, Guy Ritchie films. So I yeah. think it was it was nice. It was a nice combination. It really was the perfect combination of Sherlock Holmes with Guy Ritchie. Like, like he, they really collaborated well together. Mm. 
Yeah. So the the TV series uh, was was from 2010. So it was after. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think actually happened? So I this think Gary did such a good job. Yes. The other guys were this like, this film did the the mm. distrib- the actual studio itself didn't expect this film to do as well as it did. Like it yeah. was it was a huge success, and I think after that everyone was like on a Sherlock Holmes tip, and then that's where they probably um. The for me the series is very good. Obviously, it's modern, so it's a lot different. Um, the series though is so different from the film. Like for me, they're two separate pieces of work that you can't really now compare with one another. They're both good in their own rights. Yeah. For me, the film though, I've always loved the Sherlock Holmes films. Like always, it's been like, yeah, my top. Yes, but now the interesting thing is, and this will we'll be able to answer next week, right? Because we'll do the second Sherlock exactly. Holmes next week. So after this Sherlock Holmes was released, it did very, very, very well. And so the production company immediately was like, we have to do a sequel. Like they jumped on the sequel immediately. And once again, they got Guy Ritchie to direct, but they didn't get him to to write it because they wanted it done so quickly. So they got other writers to to write it for him. Guy Ritchie had to let go of a project he was going to work on, I think, a series with DC that he actually had to cancel because the production company wanted him to do the second um, Sherlock Holmes. And Robert Downey Jr. also had to give up playing in Cowboys vs. Aliens. What? Which actually looked... I was like... I actually want to watch that movie. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. So he wasn't in that one because of the second Sherlock Holmes. And then they, they, but even though they did it so quickly, they still were able to get like, like good um, actors in. And then they obviously made the second Sherlock Holmes. An interesting thing about the second Sherlock Holmes though, is they didn't want it to come across like a sequel. So in other words, that you can watch the second Sherlock Holmes and not have watched the first Sherlock Holmes and you can still be fine. Like you don't, it's not, you Mm. know how with most sequels, you have to have watched the first one to watch the second one. They didn't want to do that because they wanted, obviously the Sherlock Holmes had been so hyped and now they didn't want people to go, oh no, I can't go watch it because I haven't seen the first one. So they didn't actually tie it directly to events from the first one, which I suppose is like all the Sherlock Holmes stories. But I know that they were supposed to make a third Sherlock Holmes, which has never happened. And I, my question is, is it that the first one did so well and then the second one didn't do well, so then the production company was like, scrap the third one? And was it because they were in such a rush to make it? Like, we've seen now, like, Avatar. I mean, Avatar 1 comes out and then they wait, like, almost a decade or more mm. than a decade. Mm. And then they make the second one and the second one is still in cinemas. It came out, like, three months ago and it is still in cinemas. Yeah. And like, even though there was such a big time gap, it's still it's still done well. Mm. Should they have done that, maybe with Sherlock Holmes and not rushed into it like they did? Would we then have? Maybe they're yeah. waiting for the whole Sherlock Holmes thing, the whole theme to like sort of calm down and calm. then and then bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should have done that. Mm. But I suppose I, I look. I enjoyed the second film. I remember enjoying the second film. But I I want to watch it again mm. because I watched it when it came out, which was like. Back then, like yeah. what, 20... And it's still good. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. But like, why did they not go ahead with the third one? Oh, they're still waiting. Would be, that would be really cool. Timing is everything. That you know? would be really cool <laughs> if they yeah. actually did go ahead with, yeah. the, with so, the third one. So Sherlock Holmes starts as early as 1899 as a stage play. Mm. And then eventually uh, the first screen appearance uh, kicked off in 1936. And then after that, there was just so many different many, yeah. things that it... 
that it I really think happened. that's also why people were so reluctant to go into this film because they were like, ah, oh, we've seen so many different versions of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, but this one really was a reinvention of who Sherlock Holmes is, was, could be, could mm. do. Yeah, he wasn't just this like weird detective. He was. Yeah, I'd like to know what the detective was like in all the other screenplays, and was he as he's got that like witty sort of cocky, smart kind of you know thing. I think the one thing that we can say about Jay, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Guy Ritchie Sherlock is that he was more eccentric. That's eccentric. literally what they said yeah. when I was watching interviews. They were like, we wanted him to be more eccentric. So mm. I think he was more like. I don't know, like a private investigator. Like one mm. thing they didn't bring in this one was, you know, the hats, the the, de the detective hats. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they literally, they ripped off all of the cliches. Mm. And I think it was nice because they were able to create something fresh, new, that it was still true to the original, um, the, the original piece of work. Yeah. But yeah. And honestly, in my opinion, other people might be like, no, I know Robert Downey Jr. has a very wide range of like different roles that he's played from a black man to uh, what was that one where he was? No, he was the one that got the soloist <laughs> with Jamie Foxx. So like he's got a very wide. I mean, he's Iron Man for crying in a bucket. But I personally think my mm. favorite role for Robert Downey mm. Jr. is Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Like I was watching the film and I was like, you yeah, know, I actually think I enjoy I I enjoy him more as Sherlock Holmes than Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's actually quite a down to earth person. If you ever watch interviews and stuff like that with him, he's actually quite a nice guy. Yeah. Jude Law also um very big big uh, range. You often don't recognize him in the role. No. And for me also, he was a brilliant Watson. Like the the there there is a certain chemistry that the, you have to have between. Doctor, doctor, listen to me, Doctor Strange. I'm thinking of Benedict Cumberbatch as well. Between Sherlock Holmes and Watson, mm. Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law definitely have that. And I did enjoy the chemistry between Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman in the series. I think they also got that that oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because whenever you see him, you think The Hobbit. But not they're not in yeah. not when I watched not the Sherlock when it Holmes. Came out, yeah. yeah. Although I do find that. Um, you know, we always talk about where he plays the same type of person. Mm. I, I find that he plays the same type of person. Yeah. So we've seen him. There was a there was a movie now recently that we did where, where he was we did an American accent, right? Wasn't it Black Panther? He's in Black Panther. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I, I still I could see like tips and yeah, touches no, he, of that. He's the type of actor that like yeah. he plays a certain mm. role. You hear him say certain words the same across yeah. all, all his character type of thing. Yeah. Although he did do a very good Watson. I think. Yeah, no, he and did. he did do a very good Bilbo mm. Baggins. Yes. So like there yes. is a so he he does yeah, yeah like yeah. he did do a very good job. Mm. Yeah. Now the interesting thing is so I don't know this but I don't know if you remember in the film there's one part where Watson says to Sherlock um you do know what you're drinking is used for eye surgery. Nah. I was like oh, wow do you know what was used as <laughs> an anesthetic for eye surgery back then? Cocaine. So they were actually they were they were giving reference to Why? Holmes's cocaine usage. Who Sherlock Holmes is an addict. The character is an addict. Oh wow! So they they were actually referencing his cocaine addiction oh. in saying that line because he was drinking cocaine, which is what they gave as an anesthetic for eye surgery. So a roundabout way of yeah, which is for me I think mm. is cool because you're first of all correct to the time period and you're correct to the characters' different characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then also, this is insane. So do you know that Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, and Rachel McAdams did most of their, all, like, most of their stunts were done by them? Yeah. Even the fight scenes. So I don't know if you know in the fight scenes, you see like in, they did them in slow Love mode. Love those. Yes. Yeah. Which they actually didn't. They, they filmed them with a high-speed mm. camera. Mm. So they were able to slow them down. They didn't mm. have to do any extra filming, anything mm. in post. Like literally, they just slowed the footage down. Yeah. But I don't know if you saw the impact, obviously, on the guy's face. And then mm. that's because they were mm. actually doing, they were actually fighting. Like it was actually, it wasn't like a, a hit and miss and put a sound mm. effect. You know how they normally do it in movies. Yeah. That, that's why they were able to get those scenes. And Robert Downey Jr. actually did a lot of those, those fighting sequences he did mm. by himself, got hurt even. But then there was that huge guy, you know, Dredger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that guy, his name's Robert Mallet. He's actually a, a wrestler. I think he's a wrestler. But he's he's huge. Oh, okay. That guy is huge. It's actually slightly freaky. Yeah. He, in one of the scenes, accidentally hits Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. over the head. Guy Ritchie apparently stopped filming immediately and um, got Robert to the hospital. He was fine. He did get a mild concussion, so he actually was knocked out. But he actually was fine to continue filming. Sure. But he, he actually got knocked out by the guy while filming. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Suppose he is a wrestler, like yeah. th these actors going up against like world class wrestlers, and understand yeah. that that uh, movies, yeah, what what happens on the on the movie scene Stays. is not always safe. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's definitely not always safe. Yeah, I think you see that's the usage of uh, stunt doubles and yeah, except when your actors themselves. are like, then you say, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Sign here. There we go. Yeah, sign here. Mm. But I suppose it's cool. At the, I mean, Robert would have been cool about it. Mm. As long as no one gets like seriously injured mm. or hurt or mm. affected, then yeah. And then two actors were going to play Dr. Watson yeah, 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 yeah. instead of Jude Law. I do not agree with either of them, even though I like these two actors very much. The first was Colin Farrell. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I can't see him as Watson. I must be quite on. He's a very good actor. He's a very, and he's got such a wide range. I think that's probably why I can't see him as Watson because I'm just like. And then the second person, even though I love him, was Sam Worthington. Mm. He was supposed to be cast as Watson, but then all considered for the role, but then it went to Jude Law. Yeah, I see. It's because the, the way Watson is, is, is like English gentleman. Gentleman, yeah, that's the thing. Mm. So like Jude Law was that because. Mm. Jude Law is like an English gentleman. If you look at all of his yeah. roles, there's some form of grace to him. Do you understand? Know Even if he's a villain. A villain. Yeah, Sa Sam Worthington, I see more as this like military. Yeah, almost emotionless or like mm. scarred by. Yeah. And then Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, in my mind, Although all I he, see is his Irish. Because yeah. he just recently acted in an uh, mm. like an Irish film. So all I've got is that in my mind. I, I don't know if you'd have the the can i say etiquette the, the the there's just this way that that that, that a gentleman like carry you might yeah. he, he could have pulled it off but yeah it would have been interesting to see yeah now i found this very interesting so you know i spoke about the fact that professor moriarty is is in this film but you never see his face you only yeah. hear his voice now when i heard his voice i was like i know who that is it's mm. the actor that acted as him in the second one and that actor actually um plays the the queen's father in the crown series so if you watch um the crown yeah. he's actually a very good actor i actually want to get his name he's a very good actor mm. but now Apparently, because when I was watching the film, I immediately recognized his voice. But then 
Apparently, his, that wasn't the original voice that was used in, in the first movie. What they did was they actually ended up, after the second one came out, they re-recorded um, him. It's ja his name's Jared Harris. They re-recorded Jared Harris doing those lines again and edited the first one so that there'd be continuity between the first and second film. And then go and uh, have a web crawler go and everybody who downloaded the film... Right. Fix it. Pull those films back. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's allowed. And replace actually... it with the. <laughs> but you... <laughs> so that means that there there could be. There uh, are versions out there. The versions out there where it is not. They, I, I don't know who it was that did it. Some were rumored that it was Brad Pitt. I don't know if it was Brad Pitt. I don't know. I don't. I think that just. It could have been though, because Brad Pitt had worked like with Guy Ritchie before. But it does sound like clickbait. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, Jared Harris was was he's Moriarty in the and he's got a very distinct voice, like a hmm. very very very. You hear him and you're like, it's him. I knew immediately who it was, but then when reading that, I was like, oh, because I still thought had they when I watched the video and they said they got Jared Harris in, I was like, but he was in the first one, and then I saw the facts that no, he actually wasn't, but they did um, change hmm. his voice so that in Sherlock Holmes, um, a Game of Shadows, so when matches. he was Moriarty, there yeah, was it continuity. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. It would be weird quite a bold step to do that yeah go and re-edit someone although luckily first of all they didn't have to lip sync because mm. you don't see his mouth at mm. all and secondly he only had like what like two lines three lines four lines at max like maximum four lines wow cool <laughs> that's cool i remember we once had to record adr mm. which is additional dialogue recording for a character for a lot of people actually but one of the characters had a bandana constantly over uh, her yeah. mouth because she had a bad scar and she was trying to hide it it was so easy to record her adr because there was no lip syncing mm. needed she just needed to reset in fact she she bettered her performance in the adr uh. but it was also because there was no there was no like mm. you have to match your mouth exactly so mm. i suppose there's <laughs> Mm. Yeah. And then this film is two hours and eight minutes long. It doesn't feel like that though. It's a really it's such a mm. good film. This film, I would watch it again, even though I've watched it again for the movie show. We I would I would watch it again again we type have of watched thing. It again, yeah. Like a third time, fourth time. Mm. And then this is not accurate, but I just laughed because Google has the genre. You know how it normally has like action thriller or yeah. like action comedy. The the genre for this film is mystery. Mystery. Right. Yeah. That's how mysterious this there's film is. There's mystery and then there's... There's mystery and mystery. Mm. Yeah. That is the genre of very mysterious. Sherlock Holmes. Very, yeah. very, very... Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're definitely doing Sherlock Holmes yeah. 2 next week. If you want to go watch it Some so cool that you scenes. know... Some very cool sequences in, in yeah. the second one. I specifically remember them running in the forest. That's the one. Like that, that sequence... That's I watched it in cinemas. I remember mm. watching that the movie in cinemas mm. and I was like, wow. But mm. even the cinematographer... He was brilliant in this film, mm -hmm. and he uh, he used a lot of natural lights. So like, yeah. he, a lot of the the light sources were natural lights, Bold which step. yeah, which was but also it was mm -hmm. authentic to the the the, it does, the PR. Yeah. And then I love I know that we never mentioned the distribution company's logos at the beginning of movies. Uh, yeah. No, we did we did for Spider Man Into mm -hmm. the Spider Verse that mm -hmm. film, but this film was brilliant. Mm -hmm. The way it it was all on like a cobblestone streets, mm -hmm. and then the the logos were engraved, and the camera like did this pan, and then it like like tilted up to into that was that was brilliant isn't it a, a Guy Ritchie 
tra- traits as well. The whole logo in the beginning with the, where, where he matches it. No, where he takes like he does a whole cool creative thing. You know, in the beginning, it with is the names possible. And stuff, it yeah. is possible that he does that. Mm. Yeah, because often he'll even like fit the sound. I'm sure he fits the sound even to it. Yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. Honestly, this is one of Guy Ritchie's best, mm. but it's still in a category of its own because yeah. it's not. It, it was his first. Uh, it was his first R-rated film. No, what's an R-rated film? It was the first film where like kids could watch it, for example, because it what, didn't have swearing oh, yeah. and like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like normally his his films are quite explicit. Yeah, this was his I, first I, yeah. film that yeah, yeah, yeah. that wasn't like that. Oh, that's true. So it yeah. really is in like a category mm. of its own. Like Guy mm. Ritchie's films, then you have great Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock Holmes and Aladdin. I don't know about mm. the other films. I'm sure the other films are. But Sherlock Holmes is at the mm. top, and I actually mm. really would like them to make a third one. Still to this I day, I'd should. love them to make a third yeah, one. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, hopefully they will. Mm. We've got Top Gun, Maverick, Avatar. Mm. Maybe they'll just, you know, give us what we want. And none of those, uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes is now played by... No, no, no. no. Same. They must just, even if they've mm. aged, they must just yeah. use them at the age they're at. 20 years later or yeah. whatever. Like Sherlock Holmes was... Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is retired. He's enjoying his uh, pipe there. His cocaine, his ice surgery. And then something anesthetic. happens and then he has to get involved. In Watson gets kidnapped. Ooh. Mary gets kidnapped. Mm. Yeah. You see? Or um, Blackwood comes back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, all the straw just comes and he's like, you know, so like we, we, we're really struggling with the case, you know. Yeah. And I can't retire if we don't solve this case and mm. I'd really like to retire. So help me out, man. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's, that's their plot. You're welcome. Now, Guy Richie <laughs> just has to make it. <laughs> this has been the movie show. On your favorite ORSPS. Peace. Radio has never been better, baby. This is Active FM. Go to www.activefm.co.za for more.